بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد عوض الله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وأوحينا إليهم فعل الخيرات وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة وكانوا لنا عبدين وقال تعالى رب جعلني مقيم الصلاة ومن ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء وقال تعالى وأمر أهلك بالصلاة واستبر عليها لا نسألك رزقا نحن نرزقك والعاقبة للتقوى Respected elders and brothers, mothers and sisters and students, Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal, our creator, our nourisher, our provider, the giver of life, the giver of health, the giver of sickness, the giver of death, the one whom in front we have to stand soon when we leave this world. Allah Azza wa Jal has given me, given all of us this opportunity to continuously connect ourselves with Him. Although we are so insignificant, our beginning is insignificant, our ending is insignificant. And Allah Azza wa Jal, in every sense of the word, is the most magnificent, the most pure, the most lofty, the most high. And what is the connection between how are we supposed to connect ourselves, our lowly selves, with this great Allah Azza wa Jal, with this magnificent Allah Azza wa Jal, Lahul Asma'ul Husna, to whom belongs all the beautiful names. And praise can never do justice. We can never praise Him properly. We can never truly praise Allah Azza wa Jal. Rather we say, the way the Prophet said, Oh Allah, You are the way You have praised Yourself. You are the way You have praised Yourself. How am I supposed to, how is any human being supposed to benefit and, 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 and take from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's treasures? Allah Azza wa Jal has given us the gift, a beautiful gift of salah. And it is this salah that allows us to, uh, no matter how insignificant we are, to connect ourselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the very first page of, of the second Jews, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُضِيعَ إِيمَانَكُمْ Allah says regarding salah, that when the qibla changed, uh, and the qibla came back to Masjid Al-Haram and Ka'batullah, Allah Azza wa Jal says that during the time that you are praying towards the other qibla, you don't think that your salah has become void. Wherever you turn, you will find Allah. That Allah who has made Ka'batullah, Baytullah, Masjid Al-Haram, the Qibla, He had chosen for some time to make Masjid Al-Aqsa, the Qibla. Um, and that, that is how it is. Allah says, Allah will not allow your faith to go to waste. Notice Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word Iman. And what is meant here? Salah. Salah. Allah is not going to waste your salah. Not Allah is not going to allow your uh, salah to go to waste. But the word has been used as iman, meaning that the salah, the status Allah Azza wa Jal given it to uh, given it to salah is that of our faith. That there really is. This is the sign of a person's true faith in Allah Azza wa Jal when he finds himself praying. When we see in Surah Al-Baqarah when Allah Azza wa Jal speaks about who will benefit from this Quran. Those who believe in the unseen and perform the, the, the salah uh, and establish, not just perform it, establish it, Allah Azza wa Jal says, they will be the ones who will benefit. Meaning, if I want to benefit from the words of the Quran, and not simply speak to my co-workers about it. Not simply tell people that this is my Qur'an. But rather, actually take the message to heart and bring a change in my life. One of the things I have to do, besides believing in the unseen, is to be punctual on my prayers. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained the relationship between a believer and salah. He said, جُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ 
that the coolness of the eyes, the comfort of my eyes in salah. When a person comes back and he says, home, sweet home. When he comes and sees his spouse, when the wife sees her husband, when they see the children, and, or when you see your, when people earn the whole day, they're standing there and working, working in their business. And at the end now they're counting the money. And it's all there in front. And the teller counts it all up and says, this is how much profit you made. That's qurratu ayn. There's happiness there at the end of the year when you see the profits, at the end of the year when you see the accounts, etc. For us, that gives us a you know, we sigh of relief, comfort, happiness. My effort was paid off. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, subhanallah, he would tell Bilal radiallahu anhu, Arihna ya Bilal, Arihna, can you please give the adhan? We're waiting, we're waiting for you so that we can get some comfort. I'm yearning to hear the adhan and yearning to counting down the minutes that I can stand up in front of my Lord and speak to him. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam showed to us that his relationship with salah was that of something of, of the most enjoyable thing that a person can have in his life. Why will it be enjoyable? It's because a person knows that he's speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also listening back to him and is willing to most definitely give and grant whatever he's asking. Nabi alayhi mentioned another hadith when he was instructing his uh, ambassadors when they go to different parts of the world and different parts of the Jaziratul Arab <clears throat> that what should you do? So for example, once when he sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu he mentioned him, فَلْيَكُنْ أَوَّلْ مَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ عِبَادَةُ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْبِ فَإِذَا عَرَفُوا اللَّهَ فَأَخْبِرْهُمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ فَرَضَ عَلَيْهِمْ خَمْسَ صَلَوَاتٍ فِي يَوْمِهِمْ وَلَيْلَتِهِمْ That, oh, Ma'ad ibn Jabal, when you go and you speak to the people and you meet, new, you know, uh, in Yemen, you'll, you'll see the people who are not of our faith. First thing is you invite them to Allah. Introduce Allah to them. Let them know who Allah Azza wa Jal is and how He should be worshipped. Once they have gained that faith in Allah and have become Muslims, the second thing that you need to invite them towards is five times daily salah that Allah has ordained for them in their morning and their evenings or throughout their day and their night. This is the specific instructions given to the ambassador, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would send that this is how the, the tarthib, when you're inviting people, non-Muslims towards Islam, first is ma'rifah of Allah, knowing who Allah is, and then immediately after that is salah. Nabi والسلام, last words as he left this dunya, As-salah wa ma'malakat imanukum. As-salah wa ma'malakat imanukum. He kept on repeating it until he breathed his last. Kept on repeating it until he could no longer be heard. And that is, hold on to your salah, hold on to your salah, and pay attention to your salah, and take care of your zakah, or take care of your subordinates. These were the, the last parting words of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasalam, he taught this to his khulafa, his sahaba, the skills of leadership as well. So Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, most known as, as a very successful khalifa in, from an administrative point of view as well in selecting the right governors and the right people for, for various tasks. He mentions that Umar radiallahu anhu, his sahabi mentions that he, whenever he would, he would write to his governors, he wrote a letter, كَتَبَ إِلَىٰ عُمَّالِهِ He is mentioned in Muatlima Mali, that he, كَتَبَ إِلَىٰ عُمَّالِهِ He wrote a letter to his governors. And he said, this is a governor of an entire state. And this is the Amir al-Mu'mineen, right? the leader of the believers, the king, the president, the supreme authority uh, uh, over these people, uh, after Allah Azza wa Jal, is writing a letter. Well, now what, is, what do you think he asks them to do? So he says, Inna Verily in my view, 
the most important aspect that I want to see in you, O oh my governor, is as-salah, is prayer. Before you hear, tell me how many places you've conquered, how much funds are coming in, how much ushr and zakat is being collected, secondary. The number one thing I want to see in you is what, how successful and you are in establishing your salah. Then he said, فَمَنْ حَفِظَهَا وَحَافَظَ عَلَيْهَا حَفِظَ دِينَهُ وَمَنْ ضَيَّعَهَا فَهُوَ لِمَا سِوَهَا أَضْيَعَ That whosoever protects his salah, whosoever is regular in his salah and adheres to it regularly and properly, then most definitely he will be able to protect his deen. His deen will remain intact. His entire religion will remain intact. Whose religion? The one who is punctual on his prayers and does it properly. Then he will be able to ensure that Allah will protect his deen. Not just his salah, everything. However, وَمَنْ ضَيَّعَهَا But if one is negligent regarding the salah, فَهُوَ لِمَا سِوَاهُ أَضْيَعَ It is almost most certain that he will become more negligent in other matters. If a person cannot keep the salah in order, then you can't have much expectations. That's the idea. As a governor, I don't have expectations from you. But if you cannot be punctual on something as basic and as simple and something as obvious and as mandatory as this, how can I expect you to go beyond this? Brothers and sisters, this is a beautiful piece of advice that he is sharing with a governor. We are not governors of large states. We are household members. We are maybe a leader of our household. We have a little business. We have a little job, whatnot. Doesn't this rule apply to us? Doesn't it apply to me as well? But if I want to be, lead a successful household, if I want to lead a successful uh, business, if I want to lead a successful uh, you know, ent- uh, uh, company or whatnot, small or large, I need to first see what is my relationship with my salah. If I have that in order every single day, properly, and with concentration, with devotion, making sure I'm giving my full into it, then inshallah ta'ala what will come afterwards will be great. And we, we, are, we are so indebted to the likes of Umar who made it very clear. When you want to hire someone, when you want to hire someone, look at this, this is the aspect. How punctual is that person in salah? If a person five times a day is really standing up in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, focused, then you know they have what it takes to fulfill your needs. Most definitely. If someone can be punctual five times a day and will cut themselves off from everything and go in zone out, then your paperwork and you're pushing a papers and doing this and that, how hard is that going to be? Very easy. The training that Salah gives us of being able to focus on our tasks at hand, no matter how busy we are that we're stopping the car and we say it's time for Salah. No matter how, how busy we are, we're enjoying our meal, Maghrib Salah, Adhan, or we are hungry or we are busy, whatever the case may be, a person says it's now time for Salah, I'm focusing on that. That level of a responsibility and istihdar, simply being awake, because that's what Salah teaches you. There's no such thing as, I didn't check my watch. If a true Muslim, how could he not check his watch? A person who is praying in Salah, how could he be so lost in his work that he doesn't look at what time it is? Always he's looking at when's the next Salah, especially in winter time. Asr, Maghrib, Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, come back to back, back to back. So we're going to be basically be alert. Salah creates within us a level of awakefulness. A person who is ghafil, who is uh, you know, negligent, and a person who is lost in his thought, lost in his dreams, daydreaming all day, will not be, be able to be punctual in salah. In order for you and I to be punctual, it requires awakefulness, and that's what employers want. They want employees who are on top of their game, who are alert, who are awake, they know what's happening, they are adjusting to the circumstances. Nothing goes by the book, always certain things happen that are unexpected. You want someone who can handle the situation and make a split second decision. And that's what salah teaches us. 
That no matter where we are, I'm going to always be alert about my surroundings. Where am I? Subhanallah, the people who, if you travel with them too, they will, the way they will travel, they will, set, they will set their trips, whether it's train, whether it's plane, whether it's bus, every place, it's all about my salah. Take a transit, take a stop in the places where I can get down and be able to pray. Find out, look at the map, you're traveling by, by road, where are the gas stations or large rest areas I can stop. It's a whole trip is scheduled around salah. So that level of awakefulness, which if created within us and realize istihdar that Allah is with me, Allah is present with me watching, subhanAllah, it will ensure that our dunya also will come right. People will be happy with us. It's mentioned regarding Umar radiallahu anhu that one day while performing Salat al-Maghrib, he got delayed until two stars became apparent. Two stars, meaning he, it was just a, a little bit later than his usual time of praying. And he became so upset with himself. That, Why did I delay the Salat al-Maghrib? That he said, I need to do something to atone for the sin. And he set two slaves free and said, this is something which is obviously thousands of dirhams. For what? For the delaying of my Salat al-Maghrib. Allah Azza wa Jal throughout the Quran mentions that this was a dua and an action of the prophets. The prophets all were linked up with salah. Allah Azza wa Jal, for example, says regarding Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam, Ishaq alayhi salatu salam, and Ya'qub alayhi salatu salam, wa awhayna ilayhim fi'l al-khayrati wa iqama salah wa ita'i zakah. We inspired them to do good deeds and to establish salah and to pay zakah. This was something that we had inspired the prophets. Allah speaks about Prophet Ibrahim's dua, Rabbi ja'anni muqima salah wa min dhurriyati. We all, those of us who are parents, we, a day doesn't go by without us worried about our kids. A day doesn't go by, with, of course, without making dua for our kids. What is the dua of Khalilullah Ibrahim? The bosom friend of Allah Azza wa Jal, Khalilullah Ibrahim. What, what, what is his dua? Rabbi ja'alni muqim salah Oh Allah, what I'm asking you is make me from amongst those who are steadfast in salah. Wa dhurriyati and my children as well. And Nabi Khalilullah is worried about his salah. Was he not praying? But the idea is istiqamah, steadfastness. Teaching us, Allah is allowing us to eavesdrop into his dua and saying, this is what he spoke to me. So you need to learn from that. If this is what he was asking, where do you belong? Where am I? Where are you? We need to be asking Allah Azza wa Jalla, that Ya Allah, myself and my children, we, what we are need, what we need is your karam and your, and your love, and your love, you show it and you express it by allowing us to be steadfast. Uh, driving a car or having a, 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 you know, a beautiful home, etc. Allah gives to His biggest enemies. Those who deny that He exists, those who deny that He exists, those who ascribe partners to Him, they have all the fancy things of this world, more than we do. So that is a very clear proof that that is not the sign of Allah's love. The sign of Allah's love is a person, his heart beats and yearns towards meeting Allah, speaking to Allah, standing in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah Azza wa Jal speaks about, in the story of Musa alayhi when he spoke to Allah, he says, Inni ana Allah. Allah says, Indeed, I am Allah. La ilaha illa ana. There's none who is worthy of worship. There's no one who is worthy of worship except for me. Fa'abudni. So worship me. Wa aqimis salata li dhikri. And establish prayer for my remembrance. So the essence of salah is to remember Allah. When a person is continuously five times a day recharging himself or herself, then the remembrance of Allah is with us. When we are remembering Allah, then we will not be able to make blunders at work. We will not be able to make blunders in our, uh, in our financial transaction. We will not make mistakes by harm, hurting someone's feelings. We won't say that which we shouldn't say. We will be aware of our neighbors, Muslims and non-Muslims. We will always be conscious that Allah is watching, Allah is watching, Allah is watching. 
At the end of the day, it boils down to trust. But what is going to make us not breach the trust? It is the, the, the realization that Allah Azza wa Jal is with me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions regarding Maryam radiallahu anha, when He gifted her with the, and tested her as well with the miraculous birth, Allah Azza wa Jal asks her to وَقْنُتِي وَرْكَعِي مَعَ الرَّاكِعِينَ that you need to turn to me in worship, turn to me in ibadah, and prostrate and uh, with those who are prostrating. So right now, if you want to, in this difficult situation of people accusing you of what they did, and uh, you have this child in your hand, and you are saying, I, am, I haven't done anything wrong, Allah Azza wa Jal explains to her how you should go about doing that. Turn to salah, and salah will give you the comfort that is required to be able to handle the situation. Nabi Luqman, I mean, the Hakim, he mentions his, and according to the opinion, is a more accepted opinion that it was not a prophet. He mentions uh, some advice, or rather, his advice is mentioned in the Quran to his son. And ya Buniya, oh my dear son, the first advice I'm going to give you is aqim salah, establish the salah. Number two, wa bil ma'roof. Then whenever you see. Invite people towards good. Whatever good is there, invite people towards good. munkar And prohibit from evil. Create a good society. And when you speak the truth, people are not going to like it. When you tell people to do good and prohibit them from evil, people may not like that. Remain patient for that which befalls you. Because things will happen. First advice, aqimis salah. From every single prophet that we see throughout the Quran, Allah Azza wa narrates their stories and speaks about how He encouraged, how He ordered them, and how they also asked Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to do that. Respected friends, along with the benefits of the akhirah, and Allah Azza wa will give us benefits in this dunya as well. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "What ahlaka bil salah? Order your family to establish prayer. What ahlaka bil salah? Order your family to to." Perform salah And you also remain steadfast upon it And then he explains a reward We will provide you sustenance We will provide you sustenance Sustenance will come through salah Along with our work If we want to seal it off And we want Allah to grant us sustenance This not going to happen Many times it is Nabi sallallahu mentioned Many a times it is because of the people's sins That Allah blocks off sustenance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deprives them of provision. Allah deprives them of barakah because of our own sins. So if we are feeling tight at home, tight in the bank, tight in the pocket, the antidote to that, the solution to that is connect ourselves to salah. And we will see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will inshaAllah ta'ala remove that difficulty. Whether it be the difficulty in wealth or anything else. Ibn Hajar rahimahullah in, his, in a commentary of Sahih al-Bukhari, he mentions beautiful statement. He says, Regarding the hadith, Ayyul a'mali ahabbu ilallah. The Prophet was, uh, was asked about which action is the most beloved to Allah. And the Prophet said, As-salatu ala waqtiha. To perform salah on, on time. Not just perform salah, but to perform it on time. Is something which is the most beloved action to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he mentions that uh, a, a, a person um, from. Uh, who remains steadfast, he says, He mentions that it is only the high level people, the, amongst the Siddiqun, those who are truly 
uh, are truthful to Allah Azza wa Jal, who will have the ability to remain steadfast on the salah. And that hadith that talks about salah being the most beloved action, the, the thing that comes after that is birul walidain, right? Being kind to one's mother or father or both. So he said, in order to be consistently kind to your parents, and in order to be consistent with your prayers, it requires a special type of tawfiq, a special type of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, uh, acceptance. And that is the part of the siddiqin. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was uh, once was so happy with a companion. And he made dua for him he, because he prepared for him, the, uh, prepared for him. He did his khidmah, served him. And so Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, what, ask whatever you want. Ask whatever you want. Amazing. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was so happy. He said, well, ask whatever you want. I'll ask Allah to give it to you. So he asks him, murafaqataka fil jannah. He says, I want to be with you in paradise. Subhanallah. Yeah, jackpot. He knew what to ask for. He didn't just ask for Jannah. He said, I'll be with you in Jannah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa what does he say? A'inni ala kathratis sujood. A'inni ala dhalika bi kathratis sujood. Wa kama qala alayhi wa sallam. Assist me in fulfilling this goal of yours. I can make that dua, but I need your help for this. Do a lot of sajda. Meaning, perform salah excessively. Perform salah a lot, and inshallah, you'll get that. It's not simply about ask, ask the shaykh for the dua. He's asking Nabi Sometimes we mistakenly think That let me just ask people for dua And the work will be done He's asking Nabi Sallallahu for the dua But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi saying fine But look at how he says Can you please help me? Help me out with performing salah With excessive sujood So whether, it's, whether it is risk in this world Or whether it is uh, Being with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Insha'Allah Ta'ala On the day of judgment All of that comes with salah Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned because we know we all make mistakes. We're all, we are all sinners. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned that man tatahara fi bayti, whoever performs ablution and wudu and purifies himself in his house, thumma masha ila bayti min biyutillah. Then he walks to one of the houses from the houses of Allah azza wa jal. Liyakdiya farida min falaidillah to fulfill a fard obligation from the obligations of Allah azza wa jal. Kanat khutwaatu ihdahuma tahtu khatiyah wal ukhra tarfau daraja. Each and every one of his steps, as every, we have step counters nowadays. Everyone's counting their steps. Let's think about it in this lines. You're walking around the house and at office at work is definitely, inshallah, getting you lose calories, which is, we all need that. But walk into the masjid, keep that counter alive and look at that and see, see that, keep that counter on. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for every single step that you, you take, one sin will be forgiven. And the next step, a good deed is written. When a person performs wudu at home and comes to the masjid to perform salah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa then says, now that you're in the masjid, alhamdulillah we're here. He says that al-malaiku tusalli ala ahadikum madama fi musallaha alladhi salla fi. That as long as you sit in your spot in which you prayed and you stay there, the angels constantly continue to pray for you. You cannot beat the dua of an angel. Right? The dua of an angel. He says, Allahumma khfirlahu, Allahumma rahamu, oh Allah, forgive this person. Oh Allah, have mercy upon this person. Wala yazalu ahadukum fi salatin man tadra salah. So as long as you sit in your spot after salah, you, got angel, you have angels who are seeking, seeking forgiveness and mercy for you. And then he says, if you are waiting, like we are waiting, or we wait and before fart salah, we come a few minutes earlier. If you are waiting for salah, then in the books of Allah, you are regarded as someone who is praying. Even if you're simply quietly sitting. So these are the countless virtues that Allah Azza wa Jal has given, my brothers and sisters. But with us, we realize that along with all the performing of salah, it's not just that. It has to be done properly. And it has to be done continuously. And it has to be done in congregation for the men. 
It has to be done in, in jama'ah. There is something special. Allah Azza wa Jal speaks about the masajid in the Qur'an. فِي بُيُوتٍ أَذِينَ اللَّهُ أَن تُرْفَعَ وَيُذْكَرَ فِيهَا اسْمُهُ يُسَبِّحُ لَهُ فِيهَا بِالْغُدُوِّ وَالْآصَالِ He speaks about Allah, Allah's special mercy that descends on the houses. These are the places that are being guarded by angels. The angels are blessing, are constantly putting blessings upon these houses. When a person comes and performs salah in congregation, we will see that not only the reward in the hereafter is multiplied immensely, not once, twice, Exponentially 27 times That same salah you prayed at home You come and pray in the masjid In congregation 27 times But besides that What worldly benefits we get? Fi dhimmatillah We are under the protection of Allah We pray fajr salah in the masjid We are under the protection Everyone is worried nowadays Everyone's worried What's happening? This, there's so many sudden deaths There's sudden sicknesses Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa You perform salatul fajr with jama'ah in the masjid You are under Allah's protection Allah's insurance Allah's guarantee no one will be able to harm you unless Allah Azza wa Jal wills that. This is the best means of protecting ourselves is coming for Fajr Salah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned that the one who performs the Isha Salah in Jama'ah, he will get the reward of standing up half of the night in prayer. We are weak, we can't do that. But making this one commitment of performing Isha Salah in the Masjid will give us that reward. My brothers and sisters, the Masajid are Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's forts. This, these are the Marakis, these are powerhouses. If we want electricity in our home, you have to be connected to the central power plant. Otherwise you're not going to, no matter what of a beautiful mansion you build. But if you're not connected, there's going to be no lights there. If we want nur in our home, we want peace in our home, we want comfort in our home, we want happiness in our home, we have to be connected to the powerhouse. And that powerhouse is the house of Allah Azza wa Jal. All of these. When we distance ourselves from the masjid and we stop frequent to the masjid, what happens? Shaitan finds within us a very easy target. And that's why Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam instructed us to hold on to the jama'ah. Stay with the group. Because when the wolf, the wolf attacks, he said, When the wolf attacks, he doesn't go for the middle of the pack. He looks for that straying sheep that fell behind. That's an easy target. So that Muslim brother or sister that is not connected with a community on a regular basis, is on the fringes, very easily shaitan will be able to get their hands on them. So let us not fall onto the fringe. Instead, let us stay in the middle. The way the protection is in, is if you're in the middle of the crowd, with the crowd, inshallah ta'ala, you'll be protected. And if you see people on the fringe who are not frequent in the masjid, make it a point to help them out. Because we all need to look out for each other. Tomorrow I may be pushed away. Today you may be pushed away. If we are constantly be looking for each other's, uh, if we're looking out for each other's best interest, Allah Azza wa Jal, inshallah, you will unite the community. Our masajid, people are always speaking about bolstering the security of masajid. And most definitely we are trying our best to do that and we expect your hope, your support in that. But my brothers, along with all of that, if our fajr salah yesterday, I'm telling you, we had one suffer fajr. One suffer fajr, we're speaking about ahwal, everyone's saying things are getting bad, things are getting bad, I'm worried. How, is this the solution? Is this the solution to have one suffer fajr? From three saffs, from four saffs, two saffs. In Ramadan, mashallah, we have 13, 10, 12. That's not the solution. You and I know this very well. You and I know this very well. When yesterday, one brother was telling me in Palestine, he said he went, he was going to Masjid Al-Aqsa in the morning. He was telling me this story, oh, I don't know if someone told him, personal story. He said he went to the door, and he was trying to get in for Fajr Salah, and they stopped him. The police stopped and says, no, you, you don't have the paperwork, you don't have this, that, whatever, you're not allowed. And he got really upset. Of course, and that's what, that definitely does happen. And he said, he got tired and started venting. He says, how long are you going to do this to us? And the person said, you know the answer. We're going, to be, we're going to be continuing to do this until your fajr doesn't become like your jum'ah crowd. Your fajr doesn't become like your jum'ah. You're never going to get gain, gain anywhere. 
you will always be the underdog. You will always be suffering. When you start showing to Allah that you mean it, you want His help, Allah will give you that help. Even the disbelievers know this very well. And that's why history is so, is, 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 is so clear about this. That when the disbelievers stood up to the Muslims and they would see in the night what the Muslims are doing, they would send spies out to go see what is the Muslims doing in their camp. And when they would see the Muslims standing up and saw it, it's over. It's no point even taking this on. Let's retreat. Because it's gone. They're, they're, they have a whole different protection system. My brothers and sisters, we need to connect ourselves with salah nowadays more than ever before. We talked about dua last week. Now we're speaking about salah. We cannot expect the help of Allah for ourselves in this country and beyond. Protection for Allah, success in exams, wealth and health, all of that without ourselves proving to Allah, Ya Allah, that the one thing you asked me to do is pray and bow myself down to you a few times a day. If I am being bakhil and I'm being stingy with that, how can I expect as someone said so beautifully, mashallah, that do not complain. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not accept your du'as as quickly as you want them to be? Rather, be grateful that Allah doesn't punish you for the sins as quickly as you should be punished. He said, do not thank Allah, do not complain to Allah, why are my du'as getting accepted as quickly as I want them? But thank Allah that we're not getting punished right on the spot for missing our salah. I pray to Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal that He makes myself, all of you, and our children, and our generations, our spouses, from amongst the muqimin as-salah, from those who establish the prayer. And it allows it, not only pray it, but pray it with concentration, devotion, fulfilling all its rights. We hope to Almighty Allah that all our masajid can get packed with the musallis, like this, and makes all of us pegs of the masjid. Say ameen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to enjoy our salah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to fulfill the needs of dunya and akhirah to our salah. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Kindly inshallah fill up the safs and perform the sunnah.